Podcast Week 6 Pick'em Edition. I'm joined with Dalton Thomas and Michael from the Intermission Sports. We're here to give our we're there here to give their week six NFL picks. You guys can introduce yourself. Hey, how's it going? I'm Thomas. I'm a second year student at Ryerson Journalism. I love football, hockey, base. I love all sports basically. Big football guy. Um I'm Michael from same from last week. Uh you know me now. Um you know, not much else to add uh, from last week. Nothing new. So, uh, Dalton, same, you know. <laughs> yeah. Me and Mike are back. Uh, Alex is moving right now, so he can't be with us this week. But, uh, you know, we got, you got two new guys in. Um, and we're excited, you know, building the podcast up, getting a few more, you know, guests on here and hoping they get a regular thing every week for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. All righty, let's get into the game. Starting off, uh, obviously, the Texans are facing off the Titans. You guys can each give your prediction on the game, and then we'll kind of just go through the rest of the games. All righty. Uh, I'll start this one off. Um, so last week, I went against, against the Texans, I believe. Um, and I, I love the Jaguars, uh, but the Minshew magic was not there last week for them. Um, the Titans looked pretty good against the Bills. I mean, that was a really good game. Um, I think I'll stick with the Titans this week. Brian Tannehill's playing out of his mind, even with depleted receivers, tight ends. Uh, Derrick Henry's looking like he's gaining back his, like, his, um, his rushing champion form. I'll take the Titans. Yeah, um, I got to agree with you on that. I'm taking the Titans as well. Honestly, they had an amazing week against uh, the Bills last week, uh, which was a great game. And um, – uh, I'm taking them in this one, but I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, the Texans do manage to sneak past them and pull this one off. Um, just because uh, the Romeo Cornell era, um, they're one no. You know, they had a good week against the Jaguars, so I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, they managed to uh, pull this one off. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Titans, too. Like, as a Bills fan last week, that hurt watching that game. <laughs> watching, them getting, fuck, watching them getting thrashed like that. Derrick Henry's a monster. Tannehill's been playing really well. And the Texans, even though they did win last week, it was against a weak Jacksonville defense. And Tennessee's looking too good right now, so I'm going to take the Titans. All righty. Yeah, no, I would agree. Yeah, the Titans are playing really strong. They're going to they're gonna beat the Texans here. Let's go to the next game. It's the Ravens versus the Eagles. Interesting matchup here, obviously. You guys can give your predictions. Sad Eagles fan here. Um, you know, Mike, Mike Steelers, uh, and led by, you know, the rookie sensation, Chase Claypool, who came out of nowhere last week, put up four touchdowns. Um, Eagles aren't looking too hot. The one thing, though, that I will say is that they have a decently good run defense. Um, and I feel like against Lamar Jackson, they might be a little more prepared. I mean, there's really no beating him, like, on the ground, to be honest. But I think if there's one team that can really stop the Ravens, it's going to be the Eagles' run defense because their defensive line is probably their strong point. Um, still, though, uh, I think the Ravens win by at least 10 in this game. Uh, the Eagles aren't looking good. No one's coming back off the injured list. Um and, I mean, they, they lost Lane Johnson, who is arguably, like, one of the, the best uh, offensive tackles in the league uh, for this week, too. Uh, I'll take the Ravens by at least 10. Yeah, definitely. I was, uh, I was actually going to mention about the Lane Johnson, too. Oh, he's uh, out for this week, which is a big blow for their 
offensive line. So I'm going with the Ravens too. I think the key for this matchup is uh, the offenses. And I'm not 100% sure if the Eagles offense can uh, hang around with the Ravens. Uh, they're already missing Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, which are two major key components for their offense. They didn't have them last week. And, um, you know, I feel like if, if they were there, the game would have been different overall. And they're not here this week. So I'm taking the Ravens in this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Ravens too. Like the Eagles were absolutely burned by Chase, Cla- Chase Claypool last week. And they have to face, you know, another AFC North powerhouse. And the Baltimore's made kind of like a habit this year out of blowing like inferior teams out. And I would say the Philadelphia, who's one three and one right now, falls right into that category. Yeah, this pick is easy. The Ravens are the better team. They do have a solid rushing attack. The only thing that I can say as well, like that Dalton said as well, the the Eagles run the rush defense is good. And if you force Lamar Jackson to pass, he isn't he is he turns into a different quarterback, I think. So if they can force him to into passing situations, they have a chance, but I highly doubt that is gonna be the case. So I easily Ravens taking this one. Next up we get the Falcons versus the Vikings. Two teams that haven't done well this season, but have both showed some well, mostly the Vikings have shown more promise than the Falcons. Definitely. Um, I mean, I took the Falcons last week, expecting to you know bounce back game. Um, I mean, the Vikings aren't that much better. I mean, they give uh, Dalvin Cook the ball 20 times a game and tell him to go do something with it, and hasn't really paid off for them that much. And they're without him this week. Um, even though Alexander Madison is like a great, like even like fantasy handcuff, he's like because Dalvin Cook's injury history. Um, I think he'll probably get 20 carries still. Uh, and Kirk Cousins is one of those guys. It's hard. It's weird to say Kirk Cousins is one of those guys can can just like turn on and burn a team. Um, I think we'll see that again. Vikings are going to take this one. Um, Adam Thielen looks really good this season. I think he's a touchdown in every game. Um, yeah, uh, the the Falcons just have kind of entered this void that I don't see them pulling out of if they can't fix something. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I think uh, the Vikings are going to take this one. I do think it's going to be a good game, though. Um, With uh, Dan Quinn being fired on the Falcons, uh, I think, uh, you know, just like the Texans, how they won their first game after uh, firing um, Bill O'Brien, I think uh, the Falcons are going to, like, bounce back in a way that we're going to see a a, a different different team post-Dan Quinn era. So I think, uh, you know, it's going to be a good one. And again, like you mentioned, Alvin Cook is out. So, um, you know, Alexander Madison, that's his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think uh, he's, he's, he's pretty good. Like last week, you know, he did good when, um, when Delvin Cook went out uh, with the groin injury. So I think they'll be able to do just enough to win in this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to take the Vikings. I, I still think it'll be a good game because, you know, teams usually when a coach is fired or you know like someone important in the organization they usually have like a bounce back game so I think it'll be a really close game but the Vikings did they played pretty good last week against the Seahawks it was just like five minutes of the game which pretty much cost them where the Seahawks scored you know three touchdowns in two minutes and then they couldn't stop DK and Russ but like that was their game to win and I feel like they're going to win this game against the Falcons yeah I'd 100% agree Thomas like they're going to win this game. They're the better team. The Falcons have entered in this void of, well, blowing leads as well, like multiple times. 
And as well, like the Vikings are a good football team. Like I, I'm a Seahawks fan and I was nervous last week. Like I was genuinely nervous. I was like, what is happening to Russell Wilson? Like he is supposed to be this MVP player and he just was stumbled by the great Vikings defense. It was their game to win. There was a few key decisions that altered the game. And of course, Russell Wilson stepped up in the clutch, like, you know, the last minute drive, but the Vikings do show promise this season. And I think they're going to win this game. Alexander Madison is a great player, a great running back. And he's going to probably at least have 20 carries. That's going to lead them to this victory. Next up, we have a huge AFC divisional game. The four and one Browns, surprisingly enough, uh, are going against the undefeated Steelers, which should be, which is said to be an anticipated, highly anticipated game. Who is your, who is your pick for this week? Mike, talk to me. Okay. Um, so, I've been uh, looking around uh, online and seeing a lot of people actually are taking the Browns. They think that they're going to, you know, win this one, whatever. But I can't go against my Steelers, um, especially in, in, in this game. So I'm going to take the Steelers. It's going to be a good one, though. Um, you know, this is a meaningful game for both teams. Since this is the first meeting since uh, the Miles uh, Garrett incident last year where, um, you know, he – kind of uh, threw, or yeah, threw a helmet at, um, well, not threw, but swung. Club, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he swung, yeah, swung the helmet at um, Mason Rudolph and everything like that. So that'll be a good one, um, you know, meaningful for both teams. And uh, it's the number one ranked uh, defense, like overall the Steelers, with the number two run defense going against the number one rush attack of the Cleveland Browns. So that's another thing to watch out for. Nick Chubb is out, uh, but Kareem Hunt still amazing running back. So that'll be great. Deontay Johnson for the Steelers is out. That's a key component for their offense that is missing. And another thing I want to mention, Ben is 22, two and one in his career against the Browns. So I don't think, you know, the Browns are a good team this year. You know, they're four and one and everything like that, but I don't think that they're going to be able to, you know, do anything miraculously better, I guess, than the Steelers to, you know, pull this one off over them. And I think the Steelers remain undefeated. I'll take the Steelers as well. Uh, I'm putting the fraud tag on the, on the Browns. Um, I mean, even, even at four and one, they didn't even play a great game last week. I mean, Indianapolis technically has like the number one defense in the league, want to call it whatever. Um, but I think that team's been, slowly, slowly depleting. I mean, the Browns had a defensive touchdown. The game would have been very different if they didn't. Um, I don't like the Browns. Uh, I don't like Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. I just don't really see what he does. I mean, he's been lucky enough to get great running back play all season. And, I mean, you saw it last week against the Eagles. I mean, the Steelers are a dominant team. Um I mean, even without Deontay Johnson, they didn't have him last week, and they found a way to get some of their guys to have four touchdowns. Um, I'll take them again. Uh, and and uh, prop bet of the game, I'll give uh, Joe Hayden at least one defensive pass interference. Yeah, he, always, he always has one somehow. Always has one. And it's going to be it's gonna be an aggressive game. They will definitely. I'm expecting some fighting back and forth. So. Yep. Some, somebody's going to get tossed out, I feel. I don't know. I just yep. – I have a feeling. Yeah, honestly, right now the Steelers and Browns, both of them are like, I'd say about, they're about equal in offense right now. Both of them are playing amazing offense. I think what it comes down to is the defense. And Pittsburgh has a better defense than the Browns, like without question. 
And I think Chase Claypool, he probably won't score four TDs this week, but he probably will help the Steelers get the win. That's what I think. Yeah, 100% agree. The Steelers are going to take this. Their rush, their rush defense is obviously number two in the league. And as soon as you stop the rush defense of the Browns, you're now forcing Baker Mayfield into a pass-first quarterback. And from what we've seen, Baker Mayfield isn't that great as a passing quarterback. Yeah, you know, he's got Odell Beckham Jr., who's actually reportedly who. Now, obviously, he did test positive or test negative for COVID. He, he apparently missed practice on Friday. He stayed home. So, obviously, that's going to be a lingering issue as well, possibly, if he's going to play or not. So, I, I see the Steelers winning this game. It's going to be definitely very uh, anticipated, obviously, being a divisional game, but I still see the Steelers coming out on top. Uh, next up, we got the Bengals and the Colts. Uh, who's winning this one? Um, I'll take the Colts in this one. I mean, the Bengals are an awful team. Uh, I mean, who did they play last week? Um, the Bengals played the Ravens. The Bengals played the Ravens last week. I mean, they put up three points. Um, that three points was on the last drive of the game on a on a fat Randy field goal. I mean, the Ravens are, like, as we mentioned earlier, like, they demolish, like, you know, inferior teams. Um, I mean, I don't think the Bengals are a bad team, to be honest. So, I mean, Joe Burrows, like, he's, you know, he's, getting sacked like six times a game at least. Um, and it's hard to be effective when you feel like your line's not giving you any time in the pocket and you know, snaps aren't good. And I mean, they're not a bad team. And I think if there's a week where they can really do something, it's going to be this week against the Colts with like a really, really good defense. Um, but I mean, if, if they want to make a statement this week's week to do it, I'm not going to take them the win. I'm going to take the Colts. Um, again, hate pick. I hate, you know, betting on Phillip Rivers win a game, but I mean, I think he'll take it against a young Bengals team. Definitely. I'm, I'm going to go with the Colts too. And uh, I think Phillip Rivers, you know, he hasn't had that great game since he's been with the Colts, but I think that this might be the one, this might be the one, you know, he, I think he, last week he had two interceptions and zero touchdowns, which is non, non like, uh, not like, sorry, uh, Phillip Rivers. So that's, you know, that's something that I think he'll do well this week, get some touchdowns, probably an interception or two or whatever. But um, he's going he's gonna to have a tough matchup, though, because the Bengals secondary, you know, is actually pretty good. You know, they, they did hold uh, Lamar Jackson to under 200 yards last week. So that's something to look out for. Uh, but I feel like in this game, you know, it's the run. I feel like the Colts have to get the run going. Uh, you know, the Bengals, they they suck when it comes to their run defense. So I think that if the, the if the, sorry, if the Colts can, you know, get their run game going and that opens up, you know, the passing game as well, I think that they'll be able to, uh, to get this, get this win. So I'm going to go with the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Colts, too. Like, Burrow was absolutely mauled last week. He got sacked, like, seven times, and he was hit 15 times. This Bengals, like, offensive line has shown that they can't protect Burrow, and now they're going to be playing, like, one of the best – well, supposedly, like, one of the best defenses in the NFL. They have, like – they've played, like, a bunch of bad teams, too, but – and I think Phillip Rivers is probably going to bounce back this week because he's – even though he's facing a tough secondary, like you said – like, they have a horrible run defense, and if they get the run game going, it opens up the pass game. So I think this is going to be, like, the first good game, really, for Phillip Rivers. 
Yeah, I would agree. I think the Colts are going to take this one over the Bengals. The Bengals, like obviously, like we've all talked about, the secondary is good, but the, the the rush defense is bad. So if the Colts can open up the rush, that's good as well. I think Joe Burrow not being protected, not having time in the pocket, they're going to struggle to score points. They scored three points against a very good Ravens defense, yes, but even in previous games, they haven't been able to really get going because Joe Burrow hasn't had time to you know find receivers and be able to escape the pocket. So I think. That's going to be a big problem, underlying problem. I see the Colts easily winning this game. Moving on, we get the Lions versus the Jaguars. What's what's going on? Who who's going to win this game? Uh, this is, uh, I think, one of my three toilet uh, uh, toilet bowl games this week. You have the Lions, who are one and three, taking on the one and four Jaguars. Um, I'm going to take the Lions in this one. Uh, just because anytime I've taken a lot the Jaguars in anything this year, they've lost. Um, I mean, like they have some guys that like can really go off every game. I mean, you seem like LaVisca Chanel. I think he's like one of the top rated rookies right now on both sides of the ball. Um, James Robinson, who's an undrafted free agent running back. Um, he's done great fantasy wise as well. Uh, and Minshew's had his weeks. I mean, he's had point, he said, at least 15 points a week in fantasy and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, they just haven't looked great. And I think the Lions have a great veteran team led by Matt Stafford. Uh, they have Kenny Galladay back as well, who's like, who a great deep ball threat. And the Jaguars have really nobody in that secondary is going to be able to contain him. Um, they, they have TJ Hawkinson, who hasn't done much this year, kind of quiet season. Jaguars aren't that great against tight ends either. I'll take the Lions. Same. I'm going to go with the Lions for this one. Um, I honestly, I just don't have that much faith in the, in the Jags, you know, uh, everything with Gardner, 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 what am I saying? Minshew magic. I, I don't have, I don't, just, I don't, I'm not buying into the, the whole, the whole thing. And also the Jags defense has allowed a terrible pass rating this season to quarterbacks. So I think uh, I think Matthew Stafford and uh, Galladay are going to have a great day, and they're going to light it up on the field. Yeah, honestly, I think this is going to be like a shootout for both sides. Both sides, both sides are playing against horrible defense. The Lions' defense has been horrible this year. The Jags' defense has been horrible this year. I think this would be Minshew's game to bounce back, but I think Stafford's still going to take the win just because with Galladay back, like I. I feel like they'll be able to score more. Plus, the Lions' offense hasn't really been that bad this year. They scored 23 against the Bears. They scored, like, 21 against the Packers. Like, they've played some decent defenses this year, and, like, they've actually put up points. And, like, they're playing a horrible Jags defense right now. So I feel like it's going to be a shootout for both sides, an offensive showdown. No, I definitely agree. Yeah, the Lions are going to take this. The Jaguars, just Minshew Magic, yeah, I'm not going to believe it. He just seems like he's had some good games. He had some bad games, but I don't think this is it. Obviously, having Galladay back is going to be big for the Lions. And I think, yeah, it's going to be the Lions all day. It's, it could be close. You know, it could be an offensive shootout with the bad defenses and everything. It might come down to one final play, one final drive, but I see the Lions winning this. All right, moving on, we get the Bears versus the Panthers. Who are you guys taking in this game? Uh, this is one of my favorite matchups this week. Oddly, um, the Bears have, like, one of the best pass defense in the league. Even, even their run defense has been great. The Panthers have been quietly getting back to a great record. They have, they have a tough schedule, but they have played well. Um, I think this is either the last or second or last week without Christian McCaffrey. Um, but Mike Davis has done great in his absence. 
he's catching the ball well out of the backfield. He's he's running well. Um, for the Bears, I mean, Allen Robinson's had a great season. Um, Nick Foles didn't have a great connection. Uh, their only really rough point is running back. Uh, David Montgomery, I mean, you see Tariq Cohen go down with a, with a torn ACL and you think it's time for Montgomery to shine. And he really hasn't done much. Um, if you're going to have a veteran quarterback like Nick Foles, um, who's, you know, he can go off and put up 50 points one game, but then lose by 50 points the next game. Um, you need some kind of consistency in the backfield, and Montgomery hasn't been there to do that. Um, Bears at four and one. I just don't really see them continuing like a great season where, like, you know, they have like an outstanding record, like, the run, like they're projected to right now. Um, I love Teddy Bridgewater right now. I'll take the Panthers. Definitely. Uh, honestly, Teddy is rolling, and same with uh, Robbie Anderson. I think Robbie Anderson, um, you know, he's had an amazing year so far, like compared to last year with the Jets and previous seasons. He's balling right now. And I think it's, I think it's time that the Panthers are considered a legit contender in the NFC. I feel like they're, they're the dark horse of that conference. You know, they, they need to get more respect. Teddy Bridgewater needs to get more respect. And uh, I'm going with the Panthers in this one. I don't think the Bears will be able to, uh, to hang in there with the Panthers. Yeah, like the Panthers are like quietly a top 10 offense in the league this year. Like Mike Davis, he's been balling out. And Chris McCaffrey, can't forget about him, even though he's injured right now. And Robbie Anderson's been doing really well. They have like, they're also really well coached. They have a really well coached team this year. And even though their defense is like middle of the pack, it'll be definitely more than enough to lock up, you know, the Bears because Foles showed that he can't do much really against the Bucks. And even though the Bucks defense is pretty good still, like I don't think he's the man for the Bears and Trubisky isn't the man for the Bears either. So I'm going to have to take the Panthers. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think the Bears are similar to the Browns where they're kind of like a fraud alert or, you know, it's they're a pretender. Their, their record doesn't truly show how good their team is. The Panthers are quietly sneaking up of that NFC conference, and I think that they're going to be a, definitely a dark horse. Teddy Bridgewater has been balling. Robbie Anderson and balling. Mike Davis, when, when they get Chris McCaffrey back, like it's going to be really interesting. I'm taking the Panthers in this one. Alrighty, our next game, we have a NFC uh, divisional matchup. We got the Washington football team versus the New York Giants, uh, two very bad football teams. Who, who is the, who's winning this one out of the, who is the better of the bad, really, of the, the bad teams here? Um, this is Toilet Bowl game part two. Um, Washington, don't know what's going on with them. Still have, still have no name. Um, and Alex Smith, um, came and played this whole entire second half last week. Great to see. It was a great story and everything, but, I mean, he sucked. <laughs> um, Kyle Allen gets his head knocked off by, I think it was Jalen Ramsey who hit him. Um, I mean, both of these teams are awful on both sides of the ball. Um, the Giants, I would pick the Giants in this one if they had Saquon Barkley, at least some kind of big threat on offense. They don't. They have Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Uh, who fumbles the ball like 16 times a game. Um, and, I mean, their wide receivers have been banged up all season long. Um, I don't even know who I want to take in this game, to be honest, because it's just <laughs> it's just such a, a garbage game. 
that sadly might <laughs> help either team get closer to first place and the garbage can that is the NFC East. Um, I'm going to take Washington this week, I guess. Um, maybe we'll get some more Dwayne Haskins action. Maybe he'll, he'll show up. Um, I like Antonio Gibson. I'll take, I'll take Washington. Nice. I, uh, uh, NFC East is such a sad division. Even if any of the, like, whoever wins this game is going to be still in contention. Sorry, I know your Eagles, you know, with their record, I'm pretty sure they're first place right now, right? I think they're second place because the Cowboys won last week. Cowboys won, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Cowboys are two and three in their, in their first in the NFC East. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> it's just whoever wins this is still in contention. Whoever loses this is also still in contention. Still in contention. Still in contention. So, it's like, what the, you know. But, um, honestly, for this game, even though it's a, technically a toilet bowl one, I'm going to throw the records out of, out of, the, out of this game for, like, yeah. Out of this game for like just a second, because you know it's it's a divisional matchup, and and just looking at both sides, I don't trust the Washington quarterback situation right now. Just with you know Dwayne Haskins, you know Alex Smith, you know like you said, yes, it was an amazing story and everything like that, and and I saw it firsthand, you know, last week, and I was like, you know, wow, this, you know, you know, great, great job, you know what I mean? Like this is such a, a like a great comeback story and everything like that, so. But I just – I don't trust, you know, their quarterback situation and everything like that, you know, judging just on the past couple of weeks. And uh, I think the Giants are going to get their first win of the season. And uh, I think the key for this game is whoever is going to have the less turnovers, you know, whoever, you know, turn, turns the ball, ball over less is going gonna, is gonna to take this one. But I, I think the Giants are going to be able to pull this one off and uh, get, a, get a win in, in the winning column. Yeah, honestly, this game is just like a coin flip. Like you flip a coin, heads or tails, which team wins. But I think the Giants are going to win this. I feel like Danny Dimes, even though he's played really not that good this season, he showed some promise last year, and he's facing a horrible Washington team. You know, he doesn't really have anything around him. Like, I still think the Giants are going to win. Like you said, Michael, it's going to be like whoever has less turnovers. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think I, I think I'm picking the Giants to win this, even though this it really doesn't matter who wins this game because either team is still in contention. But Daniel Jones, yes, he's played bad, but I think he did show some promise last week against yes, a battered up Cowboys defense, which is still pretty complete. But as well, uh, I think it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens. I think that uh, the, the Giants are going to take this one over a battered up Washington team, and as well, the Washington quarterback situation is just a mess, and it's really yeah, it was great to see obviously. Alex Smith come back like we've all mentioned, but like Dalton said, he sucked. He was he just was terrible. So I think that the Giants are going to win this game. Uh, moving on, we get the Patriots and Broncos facing off against each other. Now this game was apparently set to possibly be canceled with COVID cases, but it's still going on uh, despite some players being now out of the game. Who is your pick for this game? Um, I think I picked the Pats in this game last week. Um, it was supposed to be played last week. I'll still take the Pats. Don't like them. I don't like either team in this really. Um, but I'll, I'll take the Pats. You know, they had that good week against the Seahawks. They put up a good fight. Um, and that's a high-scoring offense. That was a good battle. I mean, the Pats, maybe without 
um, Gilmore, which is a big loss to them on defense. But, I mean, I don't think there's anyone in the Broncos that's going to be like, ooh, going to be able to take advantage of that, that situation. Like, you know, oh, Jerry Judy's going to be able to burn J.C. Jackson now. It's like there's nothing really exciting about this game. Um, also take the Pats, though. Yeah, definitely. I don't think you're going to be uh, lone wolfing this one, Dalton. I think everybody is going to take the Pats, hopefully. Um, I think I picked the Pats last week, too. Uh, and I'm going to still stick with them. You know, Cam Newton is back. So that's that's a big uh, a big bonus for the Patriots, obviously. And uh, I just – I don't know what's happening with, with the Broncos right now. I know Drew Locke is questionable. Uh, I no don't... Melvin Gordon. Sorry? No Melvin Gordon this week. He's been declared yeah. out with an illness. Exactly. So that, why. Yeah, that's another thing. So I don't know. I just don't don't think the Broncos are gonna have enough uh, to to compete with the Patriots in this one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take the Pats too, especially since Cam Newton's back. But honestly, what kind of scares me about the Patriots is how like Cam Newton, like hit their reliance on him for the short term, the long term is kind of concerning because you know injury history and like. Brian Hoyer, like, looked horrible when he played. And Jaron Stitton, like, doesn't even look close to ready. But when Cam Newton's in, like, Cam Newton carries this offense. So, like, since Cam Newton's back, I'm going to have to take the Patriots. Yeah, no, I agree. The Patriots are the better team. They've showed a lot of promise. I think that a game, that game against Seattle as well was very close. Like, they were, they were one play away from taking down a very good Seattle team if there wasn't, if they wouldn't, if they weren't stopping them goal line. So, I think I'm taking them over the over the Broncos and possibly as well with no Melvin Gordon, Drew Dulock being questionable. They're just the better team. They're more suited to win this game. Alrighty, next up we've got another AFC matchup, divisional matchup. We got the Jets and the Dolphins, another possibly toilet bowl game. And I think the Dolphins, well, last week showed some promise, putting 43 points up against the 49ers, which no one expected. Who are you guys taking this week? Um, I'm gonna take the Dolphins. I mean. They're really underrated team this year, I think. Um, they've kept it close in every single game that they've been a part of, um, even winning a lot. I mean, um, I think that the Dolphins have a great team on paper. I mean, even if their quarterback is Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, and you got Miles Gaskin at running back, and you have Devontae Parker who's really having a somewhat breakout season. Their defense has looked pretty good. Um I can't say anything good about the Jets. I, uh, they're starting Joe Flacco this week yet again. Um, and I think the Dolphins take this one easily. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Boring, but Dolphins take it. Yeah, definitely. I think this one is a no-brainer. Uh, the Jets are just terrible. They're just a complete mess right now. Uh, they just released Le'Veon Bell, which uh, was big. Um, and, you know, I just honestly – I think Adam Gase is a terrible coach. <laughs> I think he's awful. And um, Miami's coming off a great game against San Francisco. You know, that was uh, pretty impressive. Um, even though San Fran's team was riddled with injuries and everything like that. You know, I just, I think the Dolphins, like you said, you know, they're, they're quietly having, you know, a decent, decent season. So I think Miami pulls this one off. Yeah, I'm on the fit magic. I'm on the Fitz magic hype train right now <laughs> because Fitz threw 350 passing yards and three touchdowns last week, and he's facing 
argue like a way worse defense than the Jets. Like he's gonna absolutely torch them. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he threw four hundred passing yards, four touchdowns. I think the Miami Dolphins are gonna blow out the Jets. Yeah, definitely. The Dolphins have shown a lot of promise. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, also as he's no known as has been playing great this season. The Jets are a terrible team. They've somehow, again, for some reason released like the organization is just a mess regardless. They they just let go one of the best running backs in the league and Le'Veon Bell. Um, I don't know why, but so I think the Dolphins are going to mop the floor with them and the Dolphins are going to take this one. Next game, we got a highly anticipated matchup of the week at the Brady versus Brady versus Rogers and the Packers versus Buccaneers. Uh, who are your, who's your pick this week for this game? I love this game. Cause I mean, it's one of those games where you never really saw Brady play against Rogers in the regular season at all. And hoping it becomes more of like a regular thing now. Um, it's been one of those debates. I mean, you know, crazy Packers fans think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT and, you know, they've never really seen Tom Brady in the playoffs, who's a whole different animal in the playoffs. Um, Tom did struggle last week against the Bears on that Thursday night game. Um, I'm going to take the Packers in this one. Aaron Jones is an animal. He's, like, guaranteed at least touchdown a game. Um even without Devontae Adams, the Packers looked great. Um, Aaron Rodgers is having a hell of a season right now. Um, and I just don't think that Tom Brady, Ronald Jones, and the persistently injured Mike Evans be able to hold their own against the Packers and take him the cheeseheads this week. Definitely. Um, Vita Vea is out for the Bucks this week. He's or, Well, he's on IR, so that's a big loss for the – the Bucks and uh, honestly, I'm I'm thinking that Aaron Jones is gonna have a, a, an amazing game this week and everything like that. And like you mentioned, Brady didn't have a an, a great game last week against uh, the Bears. So you know, and honestly, this is this is a matchup between two two arguably uh, one of the best quarterbacks, two of the best quarterbacks, sorry, in uh, NFL history. You know, with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and everything like that. Tom Brady, uh, since last year, hasn't done well against uh, good quarterbacks. Uh, last year, he lost to Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Deshaun Watson with the Patriots. So he's with the Bucs now. And if you compare the Patriots team last year to the Bucs team this year, obviously the Patriots are better. Uh, and I just – I don't see Brady and in the, in the Bucs doing – doing well enough in this game to to overpower the Packers. So I'm going to go with the Packers in this one. Yeah, like like you mentioned earlier, the Vita Vea injury, they depended on him heavily for their defense because he'd command so much tension and it would open up the floor or open up the field, I mean, for um, other defensive players on the Bucks to make plays. And what's really been carrying this Bucks team this year isn't their offense, it's really their defense. Like Tom Brady hasn't been doing that well this year. And um, I think the Packers are too good right now. Like Aaron Rodgers is on a mission this year. Aaron Jones is on fire. Zadarius Smith, like he entered week five with the league leading sacks, you know, before um, Aaron Donald's got like four sacks against the Bengals. Like I think the Packers are too good and they're going to roll over the Bucks this week. 
Yeah, for me, this is an easy pick. Despite, you know, Brady being at the helm and Brady being all great that he is, it's a much different team that he was on the Patriots and with the Bucks this year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been playing lights out. He's an MVP candidate for me, top three, along with Mahomes and Russell Wilson. And I think that as well with Aaron Jones, he's been playing really well, despite even like the Packers have been playing really well. And Aaron Rodgers has been, despite missing Devontae Adams, uh, as well as some other key receivers and key parts of their defense, but their defense being a little better up. So this is for me an easy pick. I think it's going to be a very interesting game to see what happens if Brady can come out and play decent um, against Packers defense, but I still see the Packers coming out on top. Oh, yeah. And one of the craziest stats is how the Packers scored at least 150 points in their first four games without committing a turnover at all. They've yeah. been playing like absolutely flawless. No. 100%. Packers are uh, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, moving on, we've got an NFC West, West divisional matchup against a between the Los Angeles Rams and the battered-up 49ers who got uh, destroyed by the Dolphins last week. Uh, who are you guys taking this week? In normal circumstances, this would be, a, like, a must-watch game. Um, even with getting Jimmy G back, I'm not a fan of him. They really have been. The 49ers haven't looked great. They get Mostert back, who is, like, guaranteed, like, 90 rushing yards a game. He's in incredible that whole backfield is um the rams i mean they got the washington football team last week handed them pretty easy um i'll take the rams again the 49ers just don't look that good um even with you know guys like debo samuel george kittle who are you know they're great players for their position um obviously kittle a premier tight end in the league um they haven't looked great throwing the ball um and I don't think either the trio of Jimmy Garoppolo, C.J. Beathard, or Nick Mullins are going to fix that. Um, I'll take the Rams again. Their defenses look great. Their offenses look great. 49ers, they're in a tough spot right now. Yeah. Uh, 49ers, it just seems like they've lost their magic from uh, last year and, and previous years. And I just think it was embarrassing the blowout loss to Miami uh, last week, you know, um, especially when you're paying a quarterback that much and uh, he performs that way. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Rams in this one. You know, I just think San Fran is riddled with injuries and uh, I just don't, don't see them, don't see them doing anything, uh, anything spectacular. So taking the Rams. Yeah. Like I'm going to have to take the Rams too, because even though all their wins this season have come against the toilet bowl division, like the NFC East, like I like Aaron Donald is going to absolutely feast. And the Rams did play well last week, but I, I feel like the Rams are overrated because the one team that they faced outside of the NFC East was the bills and they lost that game. And even though they almost did come back, like, I don't know. I just feel like they're a bit under, they're a bit overrated, but I'm still going to take the Rams. Yeah, if any time, if the 49ers were more healthy or if Jimmy G was like playing a little bit better, this would be must watch. But the 49ers are not the same team they were last year. The Rams are a bit better than they were last year as well. I'm taking the Rams over the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't looked the same. Uh, even like even as well, he was taken out of the game. Obviously, he was supposedly like an injury thing, but I think it was more just like than an injury thing. It was because he was obviously playing bad. And really, C.J. Beathard or Nick Mullins isn't going to step up and outshine uh, – Jared Goff. So I think the Rams are going to take this one. All right, moving on to our second last game of the week. Very anticipated game. We've got the Chiefs and the Bills, who were originally supposed to play on Thursday night, but got moved because of COVID. So then the Bills aren't playing Tuesday night against the Titans. But who are you guys taking in this game? Yeah, 
two Monday night football games this week. Yep. Love it. Same as last week too. Um, the Bills, I mean, I love Josh Allen. I said it last week on the pod. Um, that team did not look that great. They ran into a Titans team that has a top-tier run defense. Devin Singletary did not help. Um, the Chiefs, I think, will take this game shockingly easily. Um, the Chiefs defense looked a lot better the last few weeks. Um, and the Bills, other than like Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, haven't been that impressive. Um, I'll take the Chiefs in this one easily. Patty Mahomes. I said it last week, you know, I haven't seen any crazy plays, but he had a few really beautiful throws last week. Um, I'll take the Chiefs again easily. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a great game this week, definitely. It's two great offenses going at it. And, uh, you know, surprisingly, both teams lost last week, you know. The Bills with the, with the loss with the Titans, the, the Chiefs with the loss against the Raiders. Uh, this one's, this one's going to be an interesting one. I think both quarterbacks, uh, respectfully, Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes, they'll both bounce back uh, from last week and everything like that. Uh, what's key is that the Chiefs just signed Le'Veon Bell. So it's going to be interesting to see how he performs in this, uh, in this matchup and everything like that. Uh, this one is a tough one for me to pick. Uh, Thomas, I know your team is the Bills. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs, though. I just – I don't know. I just think uh, the reigning Super Bowl champs, I just – I think they're going to – I think they're going to be able to pull this one off against the Bills. Yeah, this, uh, this is a pretty tough game because, you know, obviously both teams had that their disappointing losses last week. And both teams have, like, absolute powerhouse offenses here. Like, I don't think anybody really expected Josh Allen to really break out this year the way that he has. And what's surprisingly enough is, like, the Bills have had, like, a top 10 defense before this year. But this year their defense really hasn't all that. But um, this is going to be tough, but I, I feel like – I feel like the Bills are going to win. <laughs> I feel like the Bills might win because I I don't know. It's going to be a shootout either way. It could go either way. I feel like it's just going to go down to who makes the key mistakes. Yeah, definitely going to be a shootout. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think that uh for me the Chiefs are going to win this. Patrick Mahomes is going to have a bounce back game. And I think one of the weaknesses to the Bills defense is really the ability to set the edge. Like we saw it evident last week that the uh, the Titans were continuously able to just break out outside ins outside to the edge and just have major runs. So if Clyde Edwards Slayer and the Chiefs can do that, if they can just break out to run a lot of outside runs, like either even Mahomes can break out either to the left or the right. The Bills are going to have some trouble. I think for me, the Chiefs are going to win. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to come down to one final play, I think. But I do th I have more confidence in Patrick Mahomes winning this game, having a bounce back game. All right, moving on here to our last game of the week. We've got the Cardinals facing off against the Cowboys on Monday Night Football, the second the second game of Monday night. Obviously, the Cowboys missing Dak Prescott due to injury. Andy Dalton steps in. Who are you guys taking this week? Um, I'm going to stick with the Cowboys still. Um, you know, they lose Dak, who was obviously having a great season at the helm of the Cowboys. Um, Andy Dalton, I think he's still a serviceable backup. Um, he'll obviously be not as mobile and nowhere close to the quarterback that Dak Prescott is. 
Um, they still have Zeke. They still have C.D. Lamb. They still have Amari Cooper. They still have tons of guys on offense that have been getting the job done all season. Um, and, I mean, the Cardinals are going to key in on Zeke, obviously. Uh, he's a top running back for a reason. He gets it done almost every game. Uh, the Cardinals, they've looked like 50-50. You never know how, they, how they're going to play. You have that one week where Kenyon Drake puts up almost 50 points in fantasy, has a great game for them. They've also had a lot of bad games where Kyler Murray has shown his flaws uh, with lots of interceptions, turnovers, and just not getting the job done when he needs to. Um, I like the Cowboys in this game. I'll take them with the Cardinals. I'm going to have to go opposite uh, to you on this one. Uh, Andy Dalton's just, for me at least, he's just not a trustworthy quarterback. Uh, from his days as uh, – as a quarterback in the in the AFC North uh, with the Bengals, you know he's just just from watching him and everything like that. I have no faith or trust in him to lead the Cowboys in this game or the season for for that matter. So, I think the Cowboys are going to experience life uh, post Dak injury, uh, which terrible injury by the way uh I'm not a Cowboys fan at all <laughs> like Cowboys are one of my teams that I, I I cannot stand but um it's it's tough to watch you know a quarterback any quarterback of any team uh regardless of love or hate for them to go down like that and uh I still can't believe the injury and just everything like that you hate to see that happen so I also think Kyler Murray's gonna ball out this week so uh I think he's gonna have a great game against the Cowboys. So uh, I'm taking Arizona in this one. Yeah, like Arizona is definitely going to see its fair share of Zeke this week. And the thing is, Dalton has shown that he can perform at a high level with the right pieces around him. So honestly, even though Cardinals have a really good secondary, though, but I'm going to probably have to go with Arizona just because I don't think I don't think Dallas will be able to get it together without Dak. And I think that Kyler Murray is going to absolutely feast on that weak Dallas defense. For me, I'm going to take Dallas because in this game, even though, you know, you, you lose Dak, you bring in Andy Dalton, they still have a lot of their key offensive players. Yes, their defense is very weak. And Kyle Murray, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to come down to one defense making a stop. Uh, I think that's the Cowboys defense is going to have to step up in some way to make a stop to slow down Kyler Murray. I think it's going to be very high scoring, but I do see the Cowboys winning this game. I think the key to success for the Cowboys here is to feed Zeke. They need to give Zeke the ball. They haven't really been doing that a lot of the season. And he is a solid running back. Like He's a great running back. He, and I think that if they give him the ball more as well, being more run first and then go second, pass second, I think that's kind of where they're going to have their success success in their game going forward. Definitely. I wanted to quickly add that uh, the Cowboys so far in these past weeks have averaged in total, I think, 30 points on offense. So I think the key for Arizona to, to win this game is to, you know, be able to put up numbers on offense. And uh, I think that also another thing with Andy Dalton, I think he's going to lose the game for them. I think there's going to be a key turnover or two or three that are just going to lead to uh, Arizona taking this one. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on kind of uh, past our week six pickums, I kind of want to talk about the Dak injury and the effect that it's going to have on the Cowboys season possibly with Andy Dalton coming in. 
and obviously now, Michael, you kind of touched on it as well, like doing the, for the rest of the season. But do you guys think that Andy Dalton can be that quarterback to lead them to a, a like a winning season where they can at least get into a wild card spot? Nope. <laughs> not nope. Not even not even in that division. <laughs> no. Well, you know what? Yeah, that is true. I mean, that division. Um, I don't know. I mean. The NFC, uh, div- like, uh, not division, sorry. The NFC conference is, is a tough division in, in general, you know. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't trust Andy Dalton, you know. And, and to, to be respectful, you know, he did lead the Bengals to playoff uh, games in his time there. But uh, Andy Dalton is just not the quarterback that he used to be. And, uh, you know, you compare Andy Dalton to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is clearly the better quarterback by by hundred percent, like ten. To, like, there's no even question, you know. So, I don't know. I just don't. I don't trust Andy Dalton to lead the Cowboys, like you know, to to the playoffs. I, I think he's gonna single-handedly screw them over and and screw up their their chances completely. So, you know, I. I don't trust them, you know. I think it's it's super hard to tell. I mean, I don't. Andy Dalton's years in Cincinnati like weren't very memorable for many. Um, I mean, you're also talking about a guy who has a great connection with AJ Green, but AJ Green was you know quote unquote really injured for two seasons um, while while requesting trades and to be cut and everything, but. Um, I think Andy Dalton has a great opportunity with a lot of great pass catchers in Dallas. As I mentioned, Amari Cooper set a pretty underwhelming season um, in a contract year. Um, you have C.D. Lamb, who is on pace right now to be um, like the top receiving rookie of all time, uh, yardage-wise. Um, I mean, you saw Zeke, you have Tony Pollard. I think he has the weapons and – I don't know if the I, I can't speak much from the Cardinals defense. I can't really say I know much about them. But I mean, if there's going to be a week where Andy Dalton is going to prove his worth, it's going to come in one of the divisional games against a team like Washington or like the Giants or the Eagles, where the, the those games really matter coming down the stretch. Um, obviously, they're not going to get Dak back to the season, um, and I think that there's a chance Andy Dalton can still get it done. Um, I'm not predicting, you know, a, a division championship. Um, they might squeak in as a wild card, but I don't know where their season goes from there. Yeah, I, I definitely think Andy Dalton will lead him to the playoffs. He has so many weapons on offense. And even though their defense is horrible this year, like they play in pretty much the worst division in the NFL. And Dalton, you know, has shown that he can be good with like the right pieces around him. And I, he has like probably the most talent that he's ever had around him. Zeke, Amari, and even as like a decent offense, like he has everything to help him succeed. I feel like he won't be the man to, you know, lead him to a championship, but I feel like he'll be the man and let him squeak into the playoffs and then lose. Yeah. It's tough because Andy Dalton has shown some promise. Like, you know, he's had, he's, he's had some decent years in Sandy, not great years. Um, he's got all the, 
all the pieces that he needs really to have success. Like he's got great offensive players, uh, like a great running back, great receiver. So if he can't really get it done, this proves that even with, you know, great pieces, he isn't able to, he could be the problem and stuff like that. I think for in a weak division, like the NFC East, he probably, I can see them winning the division. I can see them maybe getting into wild card, maybe like winning eight or nine games, squeaking in. But it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the NFC stacks up because we've seen some years where teams that are nine and seven don't even make it in because the wild card teams are 10 and six or 11 and five. And there's teams that have go 14 and two. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I think, yeah, it just doesn't make sense for me. For me it seems that the Cowboys are going to have a good season going on forward, but I don't see them going in deep into the playoffs per se. What sucks is that they're going to go into the playoffs. If they do, if they do, yeah, they're going to go into the playoffs just to lose. That, that, that just sucks. Like with Dak, I, I, I would be able to confidently say, you know what, they're going to make uh, an interesting, you know, despite their record, they're going to make uh, an interesting run into the playoffs. But um, yeah, you know, like you guys mentioned, the Cowboys, they do have weapons still, you know, Zeke, uh, CeeDee Lamb, and everything like that, but there's going to be a drop-off, you know, like, again, Andy Dalton's not Dak Prescott, you know, he's not going to put up those numbers, you know, he's not going to to single-handedly win games like Dak, you know what I mean, would do, he would take over, and just everything like that, I just don't, I don't think that I don't think Andy Dalton's going to do well. And I think after this season, I think Andy Dalton's going to get released and he's going to be a free agent. And uh, another interesting thing is uh, I wanted to talk about is uh, the contract situation, because this was a contract year for Dak. So it's like, you know, you know, what's going to happen afterwards? You know, I know uh, Jerry Jones said that this is not going to affect anything you know, in terms of uh, next year's signing, but you have to almost think it obviously does, you know, just because of the fact that you only got to play five games this year, you know, everything like that. So, you know, like I'm, I'm interested in what's going to happen with that. I, I don't, I, I don't take anything that uh, Jerry Jones says to heart. Um, obviously we know that he's not a great guy. Um, he's, all business first as you know that is the nfl that is being an owner um i don't trust him to stick to his word of you know this injury isn't going to affect how we're going to pay dak um i think it'd be stupid of them to give him 30 40 million dollars a year like even coming off of this before he even gets back um you know he's a dak's a strong guy i think he'll come back just fine from it um but uh I don't – I just don't see Jerry Jones sticking to his word. Um, I see a franchise or a one-year deal, another prove-it deal coming for Dak. Um, also, Amari Cooper is in a contract year. With Dak, he wasn't looking too good. And now he's relying on Andy Dalton to, uh, you know, beef up his numbers, looking for a new contract or hitting free agency, whatever, wherever he goes. Um Unfortunately, the ball is in the court now for Jerry Jones. Um, and I just don't see him keeping to his word and paying Dak what he's even worth because there's no telling his value right now, a guy coming back from an ankle injury that's that bad. Yeah, I, I think that they will pay him because the 2021 
free agent quarterbacks next year. It's really not that eye popping. Like Dak is definitely the best out of all of them. And like, unless you wanted to sign, for example, Philip Rivers, Tyrod Taylor, like fits like, which the Cowboys won't obviously do even Cam like Dak is the best out of all of them. And I feel like they will overpay for him just to keep him on the team. Yeah, it's an interesting situation that Jerry Jones is in with, with obviously with Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott going down. His you know timetable turned like four to six months reportedly with him having surgery, him not playing the rest of the season. It's going to be interesting because obviously for me, it's like Dak Prescott has shown that, you know, he, it's weird because like he didn't obviously there was the whole talk beforehand, like he didn't take the deal or he didn't like he was offered this, but he didn't want to take it like the 130 I think it was like 130 million that he did. He, he got franchise tag. I think I can see another possible franchise tag coming where like Dalton said as well, it's going to be a one year prove it deal because this kind of was his year to prove it. If he's worth that long-term deal, obviously now that he's injured, he's going to have to wait another season for him to come back and for him to have a prove it season. I think as well, something to look out if Dak has a great season next year, not only is he going to probably be rewarded for a good contract, but I can definitely see him winning comeback player of the year. Like as obviously going to losing to injury this year uh, as well. One more thing that we kind of want to mention as well that kind of Michael brought up before we wrap up this episode is uh, Le'Veon Bell signing with the Chiefs. So what impact do you think that Le'Veon Bell will have with the Chiefs offense this season for the rest of the season being on? I don't think he'll have one this week, to be honest. Um, They just drafted a guy in Clyde uh, Edwards – I think Elair, I forgot. Elair, yeah, the, the LSU running back, yeah. I mean, that guy has, you know, he's got a lot of volume. He hasn't done, you know, that great in his role. I mean, he was a first-round fantasy pick being a rookie. He looked great week one against an awful Texans team. Um, but I just don't get why they bring in Le'Veon Bell. If you have this rookie that is still going to be cheap for four or five years – and you're going to bring in a guy who's like the proven veteran ver- version of, of, of Clyde. Um, I don't see the point in that. I really think he would have done better somewhere like Buffalo where Devin Singletary had a lot of hype and he's just been awful. Um, I just, I don't get the, the Chiefs signing him, even if it's for low money um, and he's still getting paid $6 million by the Jets. I just – I don't really get it. Uh, you, have a, you have a rookie like that who has done pretty well in this, in this scenario. I mean, you think about the Chiefs, you don't think about their running backs. You think about Patrick Mahomes slinging 90-yard touchdowns to Ty- Tyreek Hill and week one Sammy Watkins. Like, I just don't get that signing. I really don't. And I don't know where it goes after this season. Yeah. Honestly, I was – I didn't get it at first either, you know. I uh... – I was confused, but then I looked at it in like a a broader view and I was like, okay, how many injuries have there been this season in general in the NFL? There's been like so many injuries. So, you know, I was like, okay, if you think about it, what if like a running back on the Chiefs, like uh, the rookie gets injured, for example, you know, and he's out, you know, then Le'Veon Bell comes in or, you know, uh, you know, some like, I just think Le'Veon Bell, you know what, he can be a key, he can be a key piece to the offense to, to boost it even more than, you know, it already is. And, uh, you know, one thing I will say though, is, 
you know, Le'Veon Bell, I don't think he'll go back to his days when he was in Pittsburgh. I think his best days are behind him. You know, he didn't, he didn't do all that well against, uh, or not against, sorry, he didn't do all that well with the Jets, you know, he's still, still a, a good uh, running back, sorry. Uh, I just, I don't think he's going to do great, but he will do some, you know, some good things, some decent things. And uh, I think he'll show some sparks this week against the Bills, you know. I think uh, this will be his chance to, to show the Jets and uh, especially Adam Gase that uh, I'm not the problem. You are the problem. So I think it'll, it, it's a, a prove, proving game for Le'Veon Bell personally. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, like Bell's numbers haven't been eye-popping, obviously, when he's been playing on the Jets. Like he, I don't think he had like a carry of over 20 yards for like his entire time with the Jets or something like that. Some crazy stat like that. So, but the thing is he adds a whole new dimension to that Chiefs offense. And even though I don't think he'll do much first week because he's getting familiar with the playbook, getting familiar with the team, he has to build some chemistry. I feel like they'll only give him like 10, 15 touches at most, something like that. But like, I feel like over time, he will develop into like another weapon in this like potent Chiefs offense. Yeah, when the signing first came in, I was like, okay, you know, they've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's a great running, rookie running back. He's shown some great good good promise throughout the season. Hasn't had a really outstanding games all around. But I think it's more dull. Like he comes in as a second running back. Like he probably would be a second and third down running back where he's going to come in like as well as an option if if um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire were to get injured or anything like that. But I think as well, he comes in with veteran leadership as ability to, um, I think, help Edwards-Hilaire kind of like in a mentorship role, not saying like, you know, Le'Veon Bell is a great mentor and like compared to other veteran players, but I think he does provide some veteran experience to Le'Veon or to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't think that he'll get major touches because they're Edwards-Hilaire is their main running back, their number one running back. And I think he's going to get maybe 10 to 15 touches, like Thomas has said. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if he can become a weapon, if he can become a, like another weapon that teams have to game plan for as a, another running back on the Chiefs' potent offense. Yeah, what this reminds me of also is when Kansas City signed LaShawn McCoy. This feels like kind of like a similar situation to that. Like McCoy is coming off a bad year with Buffalo. And he came to Kansas City and actually did all right. Like he had a few good games, but he didn't really like perform as well as you think he would. So, like, there's definitely potential for Bell, but I feel like it'll be similar to the Sean McCoy situation. Yeah. Definitely. Now that you brought that up, that actually – that's actually right. It, it does seem a lot like that, like, situation. Something something like that, like, that they've done in the past, so. Alrighty, that wraps up this episode two of the Intermission Podcast. Thanks, guys, for coming on, as always. It's Dalton Michael and uh, Thomas as well. Thanks for coming on, for giving your picks, and talking NFL Week 6 stuff. No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. Definitely.